Life Jitsu, Art of Life, Frank Forza, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. It's a great day for a great day. I did not invent that, but I love that phrase. It's simple. Gets the day started right. How do you start your day? And what are your habits for starting the day? If you don't like your life, don't. You don't have to look at the big picture. You're going to be intimidated. You're going to feel like, oh, man, I'm so far behind. My life sucks. And you're going to sit there and nitpick and look at all the ways that your life is messed up. And that's going to be intimidating. That's going to be daunting for most of you. Right? The one good thing is if your life's messed up, if you feel messed up, if you feel broken, just acknowledge it. Right? Acknowledge it. You do have to start, just like an alcoholic, a drug addict, and anything. We have to acknowledge that there's a problem, there's something we don't like. And, and that's a great starting point. That's a great spark. And it starts, it's like a journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. Just worry about those steps. What time are you going to wake up? Let's try to be consistent about that. Let's try to be regimented. Let's try to get six, seven, eight hours of sleep a night, depending on you, depending on your workload. And when you wake up, if you want it to be a good day, you've got to have the good thoughts entering your mind at the top of the day. So, I mean, if you're a Wall Street stockbroker or something like that, or you're a journalist, you might have to get on, jump online and take a look at the market or take a look at the news of the day, etc., some people have no choice but to hop online. But the vast majority of people don't have to jump online. So you can check online, check your email really quick, check your text messages, phone records, whatever. But I would advise for most people, be brief. When you wake up, maybe take a peek at your messages, but then go into your own space. And for me, it's, it's a meditation, it's a prayer, it's a mindfulness, it's mantras. It's, hey, it's a great day for a great day, and a bunch of phraseology just like that. It's praying to God. It's being grateful, hallelujah, that I woke up in the first place. I'm grateful that I woke up. I don't take that for granted. Even though dying in your sleep might be the way to go if you ever did, how would you know? Yes, people who die in their sleep are, are lucky unless they're really young, and that's tragic. But, but I'm young, I'm vibrant, and I hope you are too. So you wake up, you just want to start. If you don't know what to say and you don't know how to pray, you don't know how to meditate, what to put in your mind, then go on to YouTube, listen to an audiobook. A bunch of good ones out there. Find some of your favorites, some of your favorite motivators, inspirers, or... Listen to, you know, songs that you find serene. Listen to Osho. Listen to great philosophers. Start to feed your mind the vibration. You know, it could be, could be spiritual music. It could be religious music. But start to download what you think you need and make it positive. Put your mind in a positive frame, right? Start the day right. It's a simple habit. For a lot of people, I would recommend, if you can, wake up a half hour, 45 minutes earlier, an hour earlier, get outside. I think no matter where you are, we need that fresh air. We need that connection with nature. We're wired that way. Oxygen, 
even if you live somewhere where the air is not that clean. You just, we're wired to get outside and run our bodies, move our bodies, and we sit all day. And that's just, that's a recipe for being, being a little bit sad and being a little bit dim, being a little bit down. Get your cells moving. Get them, get them jumping. You've got to make that time. You've got to have moments for you where you're just feeding your soul. That could be exercise. Exercise as exorcism. If you got a lot that's weighing you down, you got anger, you got, you know, you feel like there are heavy things on you, you have to release that. You have to exercise that out of you. It's a great word, isn't it? Exercise as exorcism. And that's mine. I'm sure maybe somebody else came up with it somewhere at some point in history, but that's, that's my own phraseology. I use that one a lot now. Exercise as exorcism. Emotionally, for me, the main thing about exercise, other than the empowerment, it is the, it's the mental release. It is releasing the tension. It is the expression. It is self-love. It is time for yourself. Because we all need that. You grow that self-love, you grow that muscle, and then you develop a greater capacity to love and help and maybe even heal others. Plant a seed. You learn how to teach yourself how to love yourself, teach others how to love themselves. We have a better world right there. We have a better world right there. So those habits are key. I think most of you, if you're skipping breakfast, I think that's a bad idea. I think that's a real bad idea. It's bad for your metabolism. You should be enjoying food. But most of you, I mean, in my opinion, get up a couple hours, two, even three hours early just so you can enjoy the morning. You can have some time yourself instead of just rushing out the house and being in a rush and made no time for yourself, no time for your intentions, no time to set your mind right, feed some positive thoughts. You've got to make time for that, that sacred time, that sacred first 15, 30, 60 minutes of your day should be you time and it should be a mostly relaxed state. You don't want to wake up and just start in a frenetic, frantic state or just jumping online and all the noise and confusion and distractions and negativity and fear and whatever else you encounter there and you're just be a captive audience to it. Control your mind, control your thoughts, set your intentions for the day. So those habits, especially those early habits of the day, are huge. Clean up well. Comb your hair. Look look the part. Not for everybody else. Not to impress them. Are you a better person just because your hair is combed and your clothes are neatly pressed? No, but you might feel more capable. You might feel more clean and crisp and, and like you're ready to, to attack things and do things at a higher level. A lot of people are wired that way. If you're not, that's fine. If, you, you, if you're an artist and you and disheveled is working wonderfully for you and you're loving your life and you feel in a good rhythm and you're happy then then, then go disheveled but if you're if disheveled's not working for you and you have an unkempt appear, uh, appearance and you don't look good you're not feeling good well start cleaning up nicer shower really well comb your hair neater you know put on some almond oil or coconut oil early in the morning I do Love your skin. Get some sun. 
that's how we start. The main thing I want to talk about today, though, is I want to talk about forgiveness. I think that, pardon me, I think that's a big thing for a lot of people. I think a lot of people, a lot of things, a lot of traumas, a lot of hurt, they're very sensitive to a lot of a lot of things in their life, very wounded. All those hurts and insults and slights and offenses add up. People feel broken. They carry the weight because they won't forgive others. They won't forgive themselves. Both are very damaging to the soul. I was thinking the other day we should have like a national apology day. We have a, a day for everything now in the world. And Canada Day was Sunday. Hey, hey, happy Canada Day to my friends in Canada. But there's a day for everything, right? National Apology Day. You apologize and forgive everybody who ever wronged you or vice versa. Sounds like a good idea to me. Make it so. Spread it. Spread the word. I don't need credit for it. It's okay. But that forgiveness of ourselves. I mean, I look, I am far from Mr. Perfect. Was a broken person a lot of my life. That's why I'm in this space at all. I think that's why I'm that's why I'm a philosopher. I think I think about thinking so much because things were so broken. I didn't like my life. I didn't I needed to understand. I needed to make sense of things. I needed to find a way, a path truth that could heal me, that could make me feel whole. So that's how I became obsessive with the philosophy, if this, then that, and the whole matrix. But that forgiveness thing, I mean, I, you know, I've done things, it's like, wow, that just, that just weighs on you now. Wow, will that please go away? You feel like that? Like, man, well, that, it just distracts you, pulls your mind to a to the anxiety, to the fears. You think everybody's going to find out and you just feel horrible. You just wish you could undo it, whatever you did, but you can't. So guilt is a fascinating emotion because people say, oh, it's just destructive and whatever. It is, but it's also an alarm bell. It's letting us know, hey, a lot of times, a lot of times guilt's telling us, hey, don't do that again. But it's how long we're going to carry the guilt. You can learn the lesson. You don't have to walk around a week, a year, ten years and carry that weight, carry that load. It's not healthy. It's not productive. So you just have to, you know, maybe take some hours, some time and think it through. Feel bad about it for a little bit. Can sulk in it a little bit. People say, oh, you can't, you can't. Yeah, you should. If you need to go through that, if you need to grieve, if you need to apologize to yourself or think things through, then do it. But by the time you lay your head to pillow, most days, most things, you need to let it go. Let it go. And that's hard for a lot of people. Takes takes strong mind, takes discipline. Same way it takes discipline to exercise, and all it takes the discipline of listen. 
don't let the sun go down in your anger, to quote the Bible. Whether you like the Bible or not, that's great advice. Don't let the sun go down in your anger. Don't be don't go to bed mad at somebody hating somebody. Don't go to bed mad hating yourself or being so hard on yourself. Say a prayer or meditate, whatever it is you do, and, and let it go. And just promise yourself you're going to learn from that. You're going to do better. You're going to fight hard to do better. You're going to fight hard to be your best self. I have someone that I really love, and I mean, he's haunted by that, by the past in many ways. Sorry, I'm drinking a bit of coffee. He's haunted by the past. And he's haunted by things he did that, that follow him and chase him. It's like, you're not that person. You know, it's like new day, new you. You're not that person anymore. You don't have to be that person unless you choose to bring that person. You choose to wake up and be that person from five years ago or ten years ago or even last week. You choose to be your worst self. Well, you made a mistake, you know. When, when you're a bad, when we say someone's a bad person or someone's an evil person, we're talking about habits. Okay? You doing a bad act, unless it is so egregious and so reprehensible, which the vast majority of us, that's not the case. For the vast majority of us, you are the sum total of your habits. And if your habits are overwhelmingly, predominantly good, you're probably a good person. And so why define yourself by the bad day or the bad, the bad habit that, that's not, it's not you, right? Okay, you do something infrequently and you do it. Forgive yourself. I mean, you are your habits. Do your best to be good habits the vast majority of the time. You're going to have a good life unless you really, really royally mess up and do something so egregious, so over the top. But learning to forgive ourselves is key. It's big. And I don't know if it's if we think, you know, because maybe we had a parent or a coach or somebody that was so hard on us, and so every time we mess up, maybe we almost hear that parent or coach, you're not good enough, or you're this, or why would you do that, you're stupid, or whatever. You have people that make us feel like that, and they ride you. They guilt you. You can't be... Their voice has to leave your head. You can't be scarred by their voice and every time you do something messed up, you have their voice. You have your mom's angry voice or your dad's angry voice or your coach's angry You can't do that. You have to become the voice. You become the voice of you. You know what you need. What do you need for your best self? You need to wake up. It's a new day. It's a new time. It's a new hour. It's, a, it's an opportunity. Every day is an opportunity. Own that day. Map out the day. If you don't, you know, if you're living a great life and you're just, the spontaneous thing is working for you, great. If your life's a mess, you got to get regimented. you got to sit down and map out the day as best you can. You don't need idle time because when you have idle time, the anxiety is going to kick in, the doubts are going to kick in, the fear, the depression, whatever. You need to be moving, rocking and rolling, and make a map of the day. That's key. And learn to... Forgive yourself is key. You can't change things. You know, you can be, I always say like me, people will throw things in my face. You know, hey, you did this, you know, whatever. You were, they remember me 10 years ago. I'm like, like I said the other day, look, you're talking about white belt Frank. White belt Frank's not here anymore. This black belt Frank. 
You want to throw stuff in my face from 10, 15 years ago? I've evolved. I've changed. I've ascended. I didn't stay there. I've worked very hard. I've thought things through. I've tapped into my higher self. I've been become more inner-driven. I've become more love-driven and less fear-driven. You want to stay there, and that's the way you want to see it. That's fine. I don't want you in my life. I'm not going to see myself. You have to learn to see yourself with loving eyes. You cannot let someone else's opinion of you count more than your own opinion of yourself. Your opinion of you has to be the most important opinion in the world. It really does. No, it sounds arrogant and whatever, but that's the way it has to work. Because if it doesn't work that way, then you are going to be very vulnerable to a lot of bad things. You're going to be at the whim of other people's opinions, and people, and, and some of those people are going to be bad people, evil. They don't have your best, your best um, intentions in mind. So when you're facing any decision, what would your highest best self do? I know you've had bad days. I know you felt broken. I know you feel flawed. I know you think your life's a mess. But today is a new day. What would your highest self do? And if you can't think, oh, I don't know what my highest self would do. I, I don't love myself. I don't. Well, then, all right, take somebody you do respect, someone you do admire, someone you do think is good. What would they do then? We'll use a surrogate right now in their in their place. And then when you're ready and when you think highly enough of yourself, when you feel worthy, what would your highest self do? And then when you think your highest self, a lot of times exaggerate that. Exaggerate what your highest self would do. I want you to exaggerate that. I apologize. Everywhere we go in Vegas, like the, I'm in a really nice place. I'm going to do some some work here at a cafe pretty soon. And the guys, out they're out landscaping and just, wow, they got some loud equipment. The, it's the hazards of going out in the world and recording podcasts versus being inside the house and just it sounds so good for you guys, but it's so it's not enjoyable for me. I like to be out in the world, out living, soaking in life, soaking in the sun. The problem is you got all these background noise and everything. There is no perfect ecosystem, is there? Everything comes with a, a yin and a yang, a positive and a negative, a pro and a con. But, again, your opinion of yourself. You've got to start to create a new you in your mind. Create a new image. Create a new vision of what the best you would look like. How that person would dress. How that person would walk. How that person would move. While that person would walk into a room and be greeted. And people, how people would so positively respond to you. And shake your hand and look you in the eyes. And give you a hug and whatever. You've got to see that and hire you or whatever, hire you for whatever project. And You've got to see that. You've got to forgive yourself. When you don't forgive yourself, too, you'll be harder. You probably won't forgive other people, too. You've got to carry a lot of things you don't need to carry. And when you don't forgive, it's like you just you make the day heavier. It's just it's we already have one foot in the negative world when we don't forgive, be it ourselves or someone else. So. I would say, man, look, you know, the religious people have a saying, like, let go, let God. Or, you know, I would say, get out of God's way. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, if you're not religious, that's fine, too. You're spiritual, I'm with you, too. I mean, that's fine. But find 
some phrase that works, say, look, get out of your best self's way. Let your best self take over. If you're in the God, you're in the faith, let God take over. Something that you think is better than you and is and is more positive and powerful than you and good-hearted and good-willed, let that force take over. Whether it's you or something greater than you. That's what you have to do. Like, almost surrender to that thing. Whether it's in you or whether you think it's out there, a force beyond the ether. But that forgiveness, man, look. Whatever it is inside of you that's beating you up, busting you up, making you feel heavy, making you depressed, zapping your zest, making it so that you don't, you know, you don't enjoy life, whatever it is, look, you almost have to confront it like you're evicting someone from your house, right? You have someone who's a really bad guest and they're doing crazy stuff, they're trashing the house, they're, they're cursing or, you know, cursing or whatever. They're angry, they're hostile, whatever. Well, you gotta, you might have to evict that person. You're in a restaurant or something. You have to evict that person. Get out. And when you kick them out, sometimes you gotta kick them out with a little bit of force. Like, get out, you know. That's what you gotta do. Almost exercising whatever's negative in you, whatever you don't forgive about yourself, whatever's haunting you, whatever's chasing you, internal in your own mind, by the way, not out there in the world. It doesn't exist anywhere other than your mind. A figment of your imagination, an illusion of your imagination. Evict it. Grab it by the, you know, whatever, the belt and the, and the collar and, and sling it out of your house. Get out, stay out. Literally, imagine doing that. That's what you need to do. You need to evict and, and exorcise that negative thought and give it the boot, a vicious boot to the button. Get the F out. Stay out. Don't come back. That's literally what you have to do. It's extreme, but you need something extreme. An extreme problem, an extreme paranoia, an extreme fear requires an extreme solution. You do average things, you're going to get average results. I'm telling you something. Look, it's extreme, yeah, but it's needed. Why? Because you haven't, you haven't healed yourself. You haven't healed what's broken. You haven't fixed it. So let's be a little extreme about it. Grab whatever it is that's in you that you need to evict and exercise Grab it by the belt, grab it by the collar, sling it out as hard as you can in the house, slam the door and get the blank out, and stay the blank out. Don't come back. That's what you have to do. And then promise, today's going to be a great day. Great thoughts. 25 things you're grateful for right off the top of your head. It could be the littlest thing. Your, your gratitude. You know, a gratitude list. That's where you start. When we're talking about forgiveness, forgive yourself, love yourself. It's a new day. Go in the shower, say a prayer, say a mantra, wash yourself clean. It's a new day. It's a new you. Forgive yourself. Forgive others. Don't let the sun go down in your anger. And if you got something that's weighing you down, learn the lesson. Tell yourself, don't do that again. It makes you feel crappy. Fight tooth and nail not to do it again, not to repeat the same mistake. But I want you to take the feelings of worthlessness and whatever you won't forgive and the anxiety and the fear, just bundle it up, grab it, sling it out of your house, give it a good yell on the way out, give it a kick in the butt. Tell it don't come the blank back. Don't get the 
Get the blank out. Stay the blank out. That's how you got to be sometime. So listen, I got a big project I got to work on. I'm so grateful, though, I was able to sneak this one in. Power of forgiving yourself. It's worked wonders for me. A lot of us need it. Let's start a movement. National Apology Day. National Forgiveness Day. Make it so. Let's work together. Much love, everybody. Don't stress. Be blessed. Life Jitsu. Frank Forza. Frankie at FrankieForza.com is the email. www.frankieforza.com is the website. Thank you so much for all your support. I'm so grateful. Have a great day, everyone.